0: welcome to the joy coach podcast i'm your host megan ladd and i'm here to help you release the stress worry and overwhelm that's weighing you down at work and in your personal life each week i'll be sharing new episodes with practical guidance fresh perspectives and easy to follow strategies it's time for you to clear your mind have more fun and reconnect to the joy that's been inside of you all along let's dive in with today's episode Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about how to stay committed to your goals, especially if they're mid or long term goals that require ongoing effort, as so many of the most rewarding ones do. This episode is going to be a little meta because I am going to use an example of bringing this podcast to life throughout it. Creating this podcast was something I first took steps towards in 2020 and it has been quite an unexpected journey from then into launching it recently in late 2023. I'll share a little more of the backstory about that, but the most important thing I'll be sharing today is a very specific five-step process that you can apply to any goal in your life or business. This episode will be especially helpful for you if you feel like you're currently losing steam towards a goal, if you have a tendency of going all in and giving something all you've got and then burning out, Or if you tend to make it all the way to your goal, but then feel exhausted and depleted afterwards, the approach I'm sharing with you today is going to be the breath of fresh air that you didn't know you needed. So first, if you do have a current goal, bring that to mind right now so you can apply what I'm teaching as we go. This way I can actually walk you through the process. And by the end of the episode, you'll have a personalized plan in place for your goal. All right, with your goal in mind, let's dive into the five-step process. So for step number one, I first and foremost want you to check in honestly with yourself and make sure this goal is still something that you want to work towards. Because here's the truth. Sometimes we set goals and then either we change, we go through a kind of personal transformation that sets us on a different path, or our circumstances change, and with those, so do our priorities. So I'll use the example of my podcast. As I mentioned earlier, I first felt inspired to create it in 2020. I came up with a concept, a name, I created the cover art, and I felt really good about it to begin with, but as we all know, 2020 came with lots of unexpected twists and turns. So even though the podcast was something that I wanted to do, I ran out of steam pretty quickly for two main reasons. The first was that I wasn't actually ready to share my voice or my opinions more publicly. I realized this when I went to record my intro and outro and I just kind of clamped up and my voice came out so nervous, so shaky. My husband, Will, was trying to coach me through it and we must have done like 50 takes and none of them sounded good. In fact, I think they just progressively got worse and worse. It was a rough go. My energy felt so constrained and I had so much fear coursing through my veins And a big part of this was due to the fact that I hadn't yet built the confidence or done the inner work around feeling safe, being more visible, having my voice out there, having my opinions out there beyond the privacy and the comfort of my one-on-one coaching sessions. Now, I could have pushed through, and of course, I would have gotten more confident the more that I recorded episodes but I realized very quickly that I still had some major visibility blocks and pushing through my fears just felt like such an uphill battle. I just knew it was going to take a ton of energy and effort to work on this purely on an action level. And I decided to work on myself first, really building up that confidence, building up more belief in myself as someone who actually has an opinion worth sharing publicly. And in my experience, approaching things like this from the inside out is ultimately so much more effective. Even if it feels like you're slowing down at first, even if it seems like just powering through and taking action will get you there faster, I have not found that to be the case. By the time I circled back to doing the podcast, I was a new version of myself. I recorded the intro and outro easily. I began recording episodes really easily. I was doing them all in one take. And now I sit down to outline the episodes ahead of time and the words just flow out of me. There's no longer this feeling of holding myself back, this feeling of restriction, and now the process is so much more enjoyable and fluid than I could have ever imagined. I truly love doing this right now, in this moment. I love what I'm doing right now. And perhaps even more importantly, I'm just proud of the person I've become through this process of working on myself behind the scenes before I took those outer next steps. That said, even just having this podcast in mind as something I wanted to do in the future inspired me to take those steps towards learning to share my voice more and becoming more comfortable with authentic self-expression. And that doesn't just affect my business, it affects how I feel in every single part of my life. So that was the first and the major reason why I pressed pause on starting the podcast in 2020. The second reason is that there were a lot of moving parts in our life, literally. We moved to downtown Seattle the first week that it felt like the whole world shut down due to the pandemic, And then five months later, we were very ready to go back to San Diego. And we went through the process of buying our first home completely remotely, which was quite a trip. Worked out well in the end, but just required a lot of us, a lot of our focus, a lot of our energy. I was also in the process of bringing my business fully online for the first time after, honestly, years of relying on mostly in-person connecting and networking. And that was a whole project. That was a whole thing in of itself. Amidst all of this, I had to take an honest look at my energy and my resources and figure out what the actual best use of my time and energy was. I pretty quickly realized it was not starting a podcast at that time. So that's a pretty in-depth example, but I just wanted to share it because I know that your life has lots of moving parts too, and it really is okay to pivot and table a goal if you've realized that now isn't the best time to work on it consistently. Maybe you've encountered some big inner blocks of your own, maybe you realize there's more you want to work through first, or maybe you simply have bigger priorities in your life that have come up and are asking for your attention. If either of those situations apply to you here, I want you to give yourself full permission to table your goal. And I say table because that can feel easier to stomach than letting go of it completely, especially if that's not something you're sure you want to do. If it is, great, more power to you for having that clarity. But if you think that your goal is something you want to do down the line, just table it. Let yourself off the hook. Whichever way you choose to think about it, I want you to be clear about this one thing. Releasing a goal, either permanently or in the short term, is not giving up. I work with a lot of high achievers who have a hard time stepping away from things they've previously set their minds to or decided that they want And the truth is you're allowed to change your mind. You really are. In fact, as an ever-evolving human, that is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself. Give yourself permission to pivot. Last thing I'll say here, if your goal feels like a should, that is always a pretty clear sign to table it or release it. And then if you give yourself permission to do that, it's also really telling to notice how you feel after. Do you feel sad? Do you feel disappointed? Do you feel relieved? Maybe a mix of all three. Whatever you feel is okay. Just notice what's there. Let it be there. You're capable of feeling these emotions and they don't necessarily mean that you should still pursue your goal right now. Of course, you'll feel some type of way if you were initially excited about working towards something and now you're stepping away from it. That's normal. Do what you need to do in the meantime and just know that you can always come back to your goal and keep following through with the steps. I'm going to share steps two through five whenever you're ready, whenever the timing feels right. All of that said, if you picture tabling your goal and you feel this fire rise up in you that's like, no, but I really, really want to pursue this, then okay. You can totally do that too. You have activated your want energy. This is a good thing. In that case, I would say move right along to step number two. Okay, that was our longest but most important step. Step number one, making sure that you actually want to pursue your goal. But it's really important to be clear going in before you put in that work. You want to make sure that it's worth pursuing right now. And if it is, let's move right along to step number two, which is all about upgrading your fuel source from pressure and relying on willpower to carry you forward to devotion and tapping into your deeper purpose and why behind this goal. Because operating from pressure works, but it's exhausting. And if you're doing that and you're relying on willpower, eventually you will run out of fuel. Willpower just isn't a sustainable fuel source. Even if you're someone who has relied on it in the past, like I was, I bet you get to your end destination and you just feel totally done. Like you've got nothing left in the tank and You need to recalibrate. You need some recovery time. You know, that not only takes away from your big win moment, that like ah moment of accomplishment, but it also takes a toll on you and it makes it harder to maintain the growth and the success that you've created. So this is where burnout happens. This is where sliding backwards and regressing happens. We see this when people set weight loss goals attached to certain events like weddings, for instance. You know, they're willing to power through with their eye on the prize. They have their deadline. They do things that aren't sustainable for their lifestyle. And then after the event, they're just out of fuel. They have used up their willpower. They gain back the weight. They lose the traction with the habits they've been building. So we don't want to go that route. We want to aim for sustainability. And we'll get more into that in a minute. But first, I just want you to know that the alternative to operating from pressure and relying on willpower is connecting into a deeper purpose related to your goal. One way to do this is to think about your why related to it and then keep taking things a level deeper and then a level deeper and then another level deeper like layers of an onion. So you can ask yourself, Why is that important to me after each reason you come up with? I'll give you some examples for how I thought about creating this podcast. So one of my big whys was that I personally love podcasts, and it felt like a really intimate way to share my work with more people. I would ask, okay, I want to share my work with more people. Why does that matter to me? Well, because I know that sharing my work with more people You know, I was just doing these private one-on-one sessions. Getting my work out there would allow me to do what I love on a broader scale. Okay, so why was that important to me? Well, I love working with people one-on-one, but I felt this pull to grow. Like I wasn't meant to keep everything that I had learned and the work that I do so small. It kind of felt like I was outgrowing a box that I was in and I was just ready for more. I was ready for a bigger next step. So then I asked myself again, and why was that important to me? Because this is what I teach my clients. I teach them when you feel that desire for more, you are meant to move towards that and create that. And even more so, moving towards growth is how I feel called to live my life. I have a deep and strong desire to reach my full potential in this lifetime And I know that sharing my voice and getting comfortable doing that is also part of what I'm here to learn. Almost like it's part of my life curriculum right now to step into more authentic self expression. So I didn't want to shy away from that. And then I would ask again, okay, so why is that important to me? Because I am devoted to a lifetime of growth and learning and becoming the absolute best version of myself. So that I can then add more light and more joy to the world in all the ways that I can, all the ways that I'm meant to. That's what I truly feel like I'm here for. That feels like the whole point of it all. That's my purpose. And when I tap into that, I feel it in the core of my being. This podcast, you know, I'm doing it to get my work out there and help more people. And it's deeply connected to my life's purpose. This is what I'm talking about when I say, find that deeper, why connect your goal to something that feels big for you personally, something that feels meaningful for you, because let me tell you, tapping into that opens you up to something that being committed pales in comparison to, and that is the feeling of being deeply devoted. When you're deeply devoted to something, the journey towards it becomes next level you not only have gas in the tank, you have a limitless supply of gas to move beyond any and all obstacles that you face. Ever since I tapped into that sense of purpose with starting this podcast, I have felt an unwavering dedication to it. I don't even know how to put it into words. I don't have to keep recommitting. It's not like something I'm doing on a mental level. It's like my entire being is on board. I just know that I'm doing it. I keep moving forward even when things go wrong. And trust me, many things have gone wrong along the way. I'm just all in. And that feels so good. That is what you get from being devoted versus just being committed. So that brings us to step number three, which is all about facing inner obstacles and outer obstacles head on as they come up. Again, things are going to go wrong it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but when you have that deeper fuel carrying you forward, you can face them head on and they don't actually stop you. So first of all, just know that encountering inner and outer obstacles is totally normal. With inner obstacles like fears and doubts that surface in the process, any kind of imposter syndrome or comparison or just good old self-doubt These are truly opportunities for you to grow as a human and a business owner. They're actually golden nuggets. If you can choose to see them that way, it's like, hey, in order to create and have this thing that you want, here is the next step that will expand you into who you need to become. That's what the inner obstacles are. They are opportunities for expansion. With this podcast, I had a lot of stuff coming up around fully owning that I'm the joy coach and letting go of my need to be liked and accepted by everyone. Just knowing some people will probably be triggered even by that name, right? Or not like it or not like what I have to say. That was a huge growth opportunity for me to step into that and being willing to put it out there anyways. That has a ripple effect in my entire life. Like it turns out it's really freeing to care a lot less about what other people think. And I'm really grateful that this podcast was the avenue that inspired me to work on that more seriously. I not only feel more free to be myself than I ever have, but I truly feel like I'm being my authentic self when I record these episodes. And I can't tell you how nourishing that is, like nourishing on a soul level. And with the outer obstacles, you know, these are just a part of life. They happen. You're bound to face some at some point. With this podcast, I experienced so many tech issues as I was getting my footing with recording and editing. I mean, the first recording software I tried glitched so many times. You know, there was an episode where it didn't record my voice at all during an interview, just the other person. There was an episode that I lost completely. I went back and forth with all of these support teams who ultimately figured out it was just a bug on their end that their engineers were working on fixing. That was a whole thing. I had to switch platforms, I had mic issues, I had tech issues, I had trouble getting on Apple Podcasts, right, there were just lots of glitchy things that happened and they were definitely frustrating. There was a point where I felt so defeated, I just let myself step away as I needed to and recalibrate, I let myself feel the frustration as I came and it certainly did, but because I had already done the previous step and I was devoted to my goal, I will tell you, I never once considered actually giving up. So with both inner and outer obstacles, just know that both are normal. Neither are reasons to stop. Let yourself feel what you need to. Let yourself step away as you need to, and then use that devotion as fuel. Work through things as they come up and keep going. Doing that will help you get to step number four, which is all about upgrading your identity. Anytime we set a big goal for ourselves, we're basically signing up to head down the path of growth And naturally, you know, your identity will start to shift and evolve with that growth. Now, you can make that transition a lot smoother by embracing the process and actively thinking about who you are becoming from day one, from the day you set your goal. You can literally ask yourself, who am I becoming in this process? Who do I want to become in this process? Another great question to ask yourself is, what is the version of me that's achieved this goal? Like, how do they show up in the world? How do they feel? And then when you have an idea of that, start trying on your new identity regularly. When you encounter those obstacles we were just talking about, you can affirm things to yourself like, I'm someone who figures things out, or I'm devoted to this goal, and here's why. For me, I started seeing myself as a podcaster, as a leading voice in the coaching industry. That's really who I imagined myself becoming. So I practiced trying that on anytime time I was working on the podcast, like back end stuff, but especially when I was recording. And I will tell you, the more that you do this, the faster you become this version of yourself. It's like clockwork. Honestly, it's wild how quickly your identity can shift when you are really intentional about stepping into it. I think that's one of the most fun parts of this whole process. And then speaking of being intentional, step number five, final step here is all about finding ways to make the process more fun and honestly, just easier on yourself. Because remember, we spend most of our time in the process. We want it to be enjoyable. Your days equal your life. This is where it matters. This is where it counts. It's not just that moment of achievement. You've got to have fun in the process. Your life is too short, our time here is way too precious to spend it feeling miserable, stressed, and overwhelmed. So sometimes it helps to remove or lessen timelines. I know many of us, myself included, kind of sneakily shift into operating from pressure mode by giving ourselves tight deadlines. It kind of puts that fire under us to get going, but you wanna be mindful of this because when you're devoted, when you're tapped into your purpose, I promise you do not need that extra jolt. Like your system certainly does not need that extra jolt. It's almost like you've already had a natural cup of coffee and that second cup will just leave you feeling jittery and anxious. Like you're already fully caffeinated. Lean into that devotion. Tap into that purpose. It will give you everything you need. You don't need to create a super tight timeline for yourself just to feel that pressure of the deadline looming and get going. So I actually recommend giving yourself more time than you think you'll need or just inviting in more flexibility, you know, around the end dates, whatever feels just a little more spacious to you. I'll give you an example about the podcast. So I first announced it in July of 2023 and then a few short days later found out I was pregnant with our first baby. Oof! The first trimester nausea and fatigue made it a lot harder to work on this project and especially record episodes. So I ultimately decided to postpone all of that and move out my podcast launch until I had more energy back until I was feeling better. At the end of the day, this podcast launch is something that I created. I'm not being held accountable to anyone else. And that's part of the joy of being a business owner. But again, We have to intentionally decide to be a good boss to ourselves. And that was that moment of like, hey, I don't have this in me right now. And I don't know exactly when I will. But again, because I was devoted to this goal, I trusted myself to continue working on it once I felt like I could again. And I am so glad I did this. I mean, first of all, it relieved so much stress in the meantime. I didn't have this lingering self-created pressure of like, got to get back to the podcast You know, I gave myself space to start growing a human inside of me. And then when I did feel energized again, everything flowed so easily. I was so grateful and excited to have energy again and get back to work. Now, I still encounter some of those tech issues, but at the end of the day, they became honestly small potatoes. The meat of this project, like recording the episodes themselves, was such a joy, like truly a labor of love. And it continues to be in this moment. I am loving life right now and having the resources to work on this, not powering through, not doing it from a place of not feeling well or exhaustion has made a world of difference. So work with yourself, right? Meet yourself where you are. Pick a realistic timeline. Give yourself more time than you think you'll need, right? And then create a sustainable plan. I personally like to start with a giant brain dump, I lay out all the tasks that are in my head that I know are involved. And then I put them in order of priority in terms of, you know, what logistically makes sense to get done first. Then I add timeframes, you know, giving myself more time than is needed. And then I assign things to days or weeks kind of depending on the project. I'll probably do a whole episode on this process. This is kind of how I schedule things, how I organize them, but that's the short and sweet version basically. Brain dump your tasks, put them in order, add amounts of time, and then assign to days or weeks. I also recommend creating small wins for yourself and celebrating along the way. Like let yourself bask in every single task you complete. No matter how tiny it seems in the grand scheme of things, like you will never regret celebrating. I promise you. When I finally found a software that worked with my mic and didn't glitch out on me, you already know I celebrated. I was like, finally, yes. When I booked my first guest, Scala Darling, who you probably listened to on episode four, I'd admired her for a decade. I was so excited she was coming on the podcast. You know I celebrated When I outlined and recorded my first solo episode, I celebrated. When I edited that, I celebrated. Like, Bring on the celebrations. They will give you fuel. Just like your devotion, they keep things fun. They keep things interesting and rewarding and satisfying. And it gives you that momentum. It builds momentum. And it has this beautiful snowball effect of like the more you celebrate, the more juiced up you feel, the more you create to celebrate. It's a really positive cycle. And here's why it also matters, because how you feel while working towards your goal is often how it feels once you've achieved it. It's infused with that same flavor. So in addition to it generally just being, you know, a more enjoyable way to live, which is what this podcast is all about, right? Making the most of your days, enjoying the process. It also makes that final payoff moment that much sweeter. Okay, there you have it. Those are the five steps I recommend to staying not just committed to your goal but devoted to your goal so you can achieve it without relying on commitment alone. To recap, we have step number one, which is making sure that you still want to pursue this goal. Step number two, which is finding your deeper why, tapping into that devotion. Step number three is facing the inner and outer obstacles as they come up, knowing they're normal. Step number four is about upgrading your identity And step number five is about creating a sustainable plan infused with joyful moments along the way. This is truly the most satisfying, enjoyable, and sustainable process I found for achieving goals. I'm excited for you to try it out and create even more magic in the world from a place of joy. Get out there and do the things you want to do and have a blast in the process. All right, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Tune in next week for more practical guidance and inspiration just like this. I'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Joy Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to hit follow so you're notified when new episodes drop. And if you have friends who would love this podcast, please share it with them as well. Last but not least, if you have a question you'd like to ask, Or if you'd like to come on the show for live coaching with me, simply head to megan-lad.com slash podcast to submit your request. All right, that's all for today. I'll see you next week.